get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah, and this is episode number 339. Today, we're talking about video game backlogs that it seems like everybody is playing stuff from before because, you know, there's so many good games out there. And uh, some news from Star Wars games, which is kind of awesome. But before we get into that, I'm going to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, hello. Hello. Hi. Allie, how are you doing? Good morning, everyone. It's morning for me. It is morning for you. Afternoon for us. Morning for you. Simon, how are you? Yeah, it's true. It is afternoon. So, yes, I am good. Thank you. Excellent. All right. A little bit of housekeeping before we get into the crew check-in. I want to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. All right, time to get into the crew check-in. And we have a bit of an announcement here this morning, this afternoon, whatever time that you are listening to this podcast, <laughs> because, you know, what is time and a podcast and on-demand content? Allie, take it away. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Allie. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? I, uh, I have a little bit of a message to share with the podcast, um, or not with the podcast because they already know, but our listeners, um, many of you who have been with us for the whole ride thus far, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, it's, it's been how many years now? Eight podcasting, 10 doing, 10 plus doing GOG. So oh, yeah, oh you God. have been with us <laughs> since we started the pod. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wait a second. I wasn't expecting those numbers to be so high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That feels kind of surreal. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we've had a really long run um, and uh, just wanted to make the announcement that uh as of this episode, as of the ending of this episode, um, I'm not going to be appearing on the podcast in a regular capacity anymore. Um, I'm sure some folks have noticed that I've been um, absent here and there. And that's just because, you know, one, having a house that, you know, we've just moved into is has taken up a lot of time to get, you know, um, things how we like it you know we've been working really hard on DIY projects and things like that um but also the fact that I work in games professionally again um but in a much more um demanding capacity and um I've kind of made the decision that since my life is games 24 7 I need to step back from some game stuff a little bit just so I don't burn myself out Mm. um, and um, have it become a bummer. (laughs) So uh, I'm not going to be on the weekly show anymore. That's not to say that I might not come back for, um, you know, special episodes or, you know, if there's a new Fallout game, 
in a year, <laughs> I'm going to be back to talk about it. <laughs> he is so true. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to be part of the uh, the Discord still. But yeah, it's just, uh, it, I talk about games a lot. <laughs> every day and every week. <laughs> and I kind of just need a little break. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it was not an easy decision to make at all because like Leah so... So gratefully, Eric, you know, nicely pointed out, this has been a, a huge chunk of my life for mm. a very long time. And uh, change is awful and scary, and I hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Simon knows what's up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, so that I just wanted to tell you guys, I'm not going to just disappear into the night. You know, I floated that idea, but they were like, Allie, you're not the Phantom of the Opera. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, no. Can you not, like, start singing, though? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You don't want me to start singing at 9, was it 10 o'clock in the morning? It wouldn't be a, a but good But what time if we do anyone. want you to start singing? Will Penny start singing along? Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> go, really go out with a, with a bang. Exactly. Yeah, a howl. Um, a howl. But yeah, like I really, I didn't really know how to broach this subject to the team. I didn't have a script to follow, as you can probably <laughs> tell right now. But yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really going anywhere uh, as part of the community. So, not an easy decision, but a necessary decision just to keep my mental health healthy. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, games are great. Games are great, but you know. The gaming community and the gaming world is kind of going through something right now, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it can be emotionally taxing. Mm-hmm. And you know, just gotta gotta give myself a little bit of a break. Yeah, and being in it all day, every day for work, and then coming home, and that being your pastime, and not being able, you know, as much as the podcast is a lot of fun, it is work for us. You know, we, oh yeah, you know, have to think about the schedule. Everybody has a task to do. You know, stay on top of the news. We make sure we're always playing things. Not to say that we wouldn't do that anyway, but you know, it's mm-hmm. it's an added little bit of stress to your weekly life. And uh, Allie, I know you're not going far, and you're gonna jump back in whenever we have something to talk about that. Yeah, you want to chime in on or we feel we need your two cents or your salt. <laughs> my, you know, I would have said my expertise, but I mean, I guess that's fine. <laughs> sure. We will miss your weekly stories, especially ones about uh, spiders uh, palming your butt. And oh, uh, <laughs> still not over that. Like, and still, I still have like, every time I feel a tickle somewhere <laughs> in my body, I'm like, oh God, it's happening again. <laughs> So yeah, come back. So yeah, we're uh, after you know Allie's kind of departure from the usual recording of the podcast. uh, Kat and Simon and I will sit down and kind of figure out how we'll roll this in the future because you know we maybe maybe recording time may change. Maybe we might have a rotating fourth chair. We don't know. So uh, we're gonna just let things settle for a bit first and kind of kind of move forward from there. But like I mentioned. Allie's always going to be around, lurking in the background yeah, and jumping yeah. in when she when she has uh, something to say that she'd like to chime in with. Yeah, you can't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> that, we don't want to get rid of you. Like a very stubborn STD. Oh my god! <laughs> Without the pus. Without the pus. Oh, okay, good, because no one fuck? wants pus. <laughs> 
was it necessary? Oh my god. As always, Ollie's always putting a smile on our faces. Uh, outside of your big news, Allie, uh, you yeah. been doing anything fun this week? Uh, honestly, uh, it's, this week, uh, not really. Working hard, lots of, you know, busy at work. Um, I have been, uh, I mentioned this last week, I think, actually, or not last week, but uh, the last time I was on the pod, um, I've been spending a lot more time reading. So yeah. I've been doing a lot of that. There's been an event going in ESO. So I've been it's kind of just part of the course. Nothing super interesting has happened this week. Um, I, wish, probably... I wish I could kind of go off on a high note with a funny story, but um, my <laughs> life has been my life has been rather ordinary. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe you needed it last week after the news that came out the week before, and your work must have been up to your eyeballs. So, yeah, yeah, it was a little busy. Yeah, just a smidge bi- bi- uh, yeah. busy at the Xbox front, so uh, yeah. <laughs> really? What happened? Nothing at all. <laughs> Absolutely nothing at all. Okay. Did I miss a news cycle? I feel like yeah, it went under the radar. <laughs> just, just, just go back to the episode before this one, where all we did was talk about what we're referencing right now. So, yeah, there you go. Catherine, how about you? What'd you do this week? Oh, what did I do this week? Um, this week was like one of those weeks where I guess was I was in limbo. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't sick anymore, but I wasn't feeling great, so I just kind of like mm. coasted. Yeah. Um, I tried to do some productive stuff because I've been struggling with uh, productivity at work and outside of work and things like that, just because pandemic, uh, lockdown measures, yeah. things like that, like uh, not being able to go to the gym. So it's Are things bit- opening for you guys tomorrow like they're starting to open yeah here. but not just a few restaurants um and then they're starting to enforce the vaccine passport for anything that is non-essential shopping which is basically only pharmacies and grocery stores won't have the vaccine passport basically okay um and the panars of course uh or convenience stores or bodega depending where you are um, just but, uh, just for some some context um, for our our non Quebecer uh, listeners, a dep a is basically the Quebec equivalent of a Waffle House um, in terms of like nothing short of like rain at like a, fi- a fire rain would would close a Depinar. <laughs> it's so true, basically, <laughs> because yeah. a lot of them are like. Um, <clears throat> They're they're like they're convenience stores, they're corner store, whatever. Yeah. They're a lot the of essentials. Them, a lot of them are neighborhood things. So you know that yeah. even if it's Privately a blizzard, owned. yeah, and even though it's a blizzard outside, you can walk the one block to get to your to your depanar. And often, like you know, people like Kim's Convenience, where they kind of like live above the depanar and they have their convenience store and they like live in the building. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of that in Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, the one that I used to go to all the time was like that. Yeah. So you you just kind of like so they're open no matter the weather. Um, yeah. They uh, they don't close, and I think a lot of the New York bottegas are like that in New York City. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It it is it is essentially a Quebec bodega where it's like you have food, you usually have some sort of hot food, and you have alcohol, you have um, craft dinner. 
Yeah, yeah you've got like you've got like, <laughs> ramen, sugar. <laughs> you've got like the basics in terms of like health stuff, like Advil and bandies. Yeah, yeah pretty it's, much. Uh, That's all you uh, need, right? It's, it might be out of date though, so just watch the package. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't the wouldn't the American one be like a Seven Eleven or something like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, they're usually a little bit like they're not quite as like fancy looking as Mom the Seven Eleven. Yeah, right. Like it's very much uh, like the aesthetic is its very own thing. Yeah, yes. and it's I'm very sure. often attached to gas stations. Yeah, yes. I, I so feel it, like, it even smells like gasoline. Yeah, mm. I feel like a Seven Eleven feels more like a highway stop to me versus that's like a oh, Max yeah, or a Couchard. Like these are more like family run someone's corner store you know that it's kind of thing right yeah it's definitely the quebec bodega yeah yeah and wherever yeah. i've lived i've always wa- i have always lived within walking distance of some sort of dépanneur whether it was really like the dingy corn the dingy small hole in the wall corner store or uh, a night a quote unquote nicer corporate one that was mm-hmm. attached to a gas station, but there's mm-hmm. there. I was always walking distance of a gallon of milk, basically. Mm. Um, yeah. Perfect, yeah. And yeah. milk, fun- milk and plastic bags. What is this? <laughs> and fun fact: it. in Quebec, there are some foods that are regulated by the government because they're deemed essential. It's so true. if you buy your milk at the dépanneur, or if you buy your milk at the grocery store, if you buy your milk at a big place like Walmart, they're obligated to sell it at a certain price. Yep. Yeah, like gasoline to a certain extent. Yeah, so they can't. Yeah. So some stuff, yes, is overpriced at a dépanneur because um, they 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 count on the fact that it's an emergency or the convenience or whatever. They can't do that for milk, eggs, bread, flour, sugar. I think, and there's a list of like essentials. Wow. That they can't overcharge for. Yeah, the DEP is a. You <laughs> <laughs> so they're true. also they're also uh, sales tax free. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I there's a lot that. of raw like raw ingredients that they you can't have on in food. Is that a Quebec thing or a yeah. Canada thing? It's a Quebec, it's a Quebec thing. thing. Well, oh, okay, yeah. interesting. It might it might still have the like the federal sales tax but the provincial sales tax like if you buy flour and milk and eggs yeah there won't be no sales tax uh but if you buy like let's say pre-made pancakes it's considered a transformed food product and there will be sales tax so it's cheaper in the end to buy the ingredients to make your own pancake batter because um the ingredients are the prices are fixed and you're not paying sales tax huh the more you know that's also a very Quebec thing. Like, I'm sorry, I'm taking this is the French Canadian Quebec. Yeah, it's hour. a video game podcast, by the way. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I am so, like, I am so food is a big thing for me, but also like getting the. I'm also a cheap bitch, so <laughs> I was talking to somebody because like I got really into like I upped my Asian cooking game during the pandemic because I'm yeah. like. So much stuff I can't eat in restaurants just because they have peanuts on the menu. So like during the pandemic, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to learn how to make this stuff, make it uh, at home and it won't kill me. Um, and somebody was talking to me about like soy sauce and the dark and light soy sauce. And they're like, and what do you use? I'm like, Selection Merit, dude. I just buy the <laughs> grocery store's house brand because it's half the price of like the the Asian. Yeah, the imported stuff. Or yeah. the it, but it's all important. Like I was looking Not at imported. the imported. Coca- oh, it's all imported. You mean, but yeah. just different brand. Yeah, the branded 
one. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I was looking at the coconut milk and they have like basic, like no name coconut milk in cans. And mm. I, I looked at like the, the brand names one, like Hokai or Taste of Thai or Thai Palace and things like that. And you look at the labels, it all says like coconut milk and Zaintam gum, basically. Mm-hmm. And it all says product of Thailand, imported from Thailand. I'm like, you're going to tell me that all of these three came from a different like food imported packaging no, place? No, of course not. Of course not. I don't know. Actually, Wait, no, I, stores I, are like that, eh? I got There's mad at the chains of stores. I got yeah. mad at my grocery store because um, I always went to the Asian stuff aisle and I got like curry paste. Yeah. But then they have a little section near where they keep the frozen shrimps that have like the uh, sushi stuff, I guess, and they have yeah. other brands of like Asian um, ingredients and like yeah other and there's a diff it's different brands of like sesame oil that they have like in that aisle. And I found that they had curry paste for half the price that I was buying before, and I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, I could have been paying two fifty instead of five dollars. I am, I am that bitch. I'm sorry, I'm that, I am a hundred percent that bitch. It all comes from the same place anyway, so it's not what it's the know. same ingredients. Exactly, it doesn't uh, matter. Anyway, yeah. that's what I've I've been I've been fuming about food prices all week because honestly, I went to the. <laughs> I went to the grocery store yesterday and it cost me $200. Like, yeah, the it's price, going up, man. They keep going up. They keep going up. And it's... Uh, I'm getting mad. Well, we were talking earlier about, you know, things not being available because of shipping shortage. You know, look at it. It's across the, across the board that, you know, stuff is hard to come by right now because, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know when it's going to get back to normal. Simon, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I mean, I almost feel bad to say nothing. <laughs> it's January. Oh it's negative 20 out. Why? That's okay. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, mostly getting used to my new position at work. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's been one hell of a week. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite the challenge. But apart from that, uh, discovering new games. and Oh, uh, I started watching the last season of The Expanse, which is absolutely mind-freaking-blowing. So uh, if you're a fan of video games in general, uh, video games, what the fuck am I saying? Sci-fi in general. It's, a, uh, it's the one of the, probably the best sci-fi series of the last 20 years. So go watch it. Cool. That's it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in that boat, too. It's been, you know, it's cold out, stay in, play games, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Feed myself, do my work, work out, and then, you know, just chill. Um, but I do have an update on my Game Boy Color, guys. Oh, oh wait, 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 yeah, wait it's I think, true. I think that I missed. Yeah, Allie, I was, Mike and I cleaned out the office space and we were going through some boxes and stuff and he found my Game Boy Color and you could see the battery acid leaking out the back of it. I opened Mm. it up and they were covered. So I tried to clean it just, you know, surface level with, you know, some vinegar and cotton swab and whatever. Got it fairly clean, put some batteries in it, still won't turn on. So I think either he's dead dead. I don't think he's dead dead. I think I actually just need to clean it better with some like rubbing alcohol but I need the screws. And of course, on the back of the Game Boy, you don't have normal tiny screws. They're just a three prong, I guess you could say, tiny little screw. So I'm gonna have to go on a hunt on Amazon or see if Mike has anything in his guitar teching kit um, that may fit it. But I think I just need to take the back off of it and really like clean it down. And I, 
I think we may see something. But when I put the batteries in it and turned the thing on, the light didn't even go on. Oh, so. that's a shame. I really hope it's not that dead. Outside of that, like, it looks perfectly fine. Like, I took a picture of it and shared it clean. But, uh, but yeah, like, I can see where some of the acid is that I couldn't get at. Because, like, right in the back, there's a little, like, it's stuck there in the plastic. But, yeah, I just need the tiniest of tiny screwdrivers with you a might star. have luck um, finding the screwdriver that you need uh, if you have a kit for um, computer repair. Oh, yes, really? That's I exactly do. exactly what it is. I yes. do. Yeah. I'm going to have to go on a hunt for that often bad boy, so I'm playing uh, with it here now. And often they will sell kit on Amazon, and if you don't want to support Amazon, um, I fix it, which is okay. a, uh, it's, it's a website, and uh, yeah, they sell I know those them. kits that, yeah, you can buy, and like it, like a lot of little... Uh, screwdrivers and accessories to kind of open cell phones often okay yeah all the proprietary exactly but they'll usually have whatever you need to open up small electronics so okay i'll go on a look for that because i did have one at one point for doing computer stuff and then like i said mike is and has in the past guitar tech and does his own stuff and he has tools up the yin yang the problem is is with this house We've just been throwing shit everywhere because it's so tiny. You just poke it wherever you can fit it. So there's no official yeah. home for anything. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get a new place. <laughs> <laughs> this place is too small. Uh, but yeah, so uh, maybe I have something. If not, I might, you know, just run up Canadian Tire up the road and see if they got something that'll fit it. That's all I need. But I when really hope I get it back Canadian because it, it's sad. that If you nothing, know, I, you know, if it doesn't work, you should make an art piece out of it. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could take it apart and turn it into one of those flat, you know, things with all the bits inside it and frame it. Like, I'm also thinking about it because I have a lot of um, YouTubers that I follow that, you know, kind of show cleaning co- old consoles and things like that. Maybe I could send it to one of them. But I took most of the fun out of it by already taking a lot of the acid from the battery out but that had to go like i didn't even touch that i used a butter knife and just popped it straight into the garbage can because it was just gross and i was like yeah I no feel i saw like the destroying pictures. my fingers i saw the pictures it looked really disgusting yeah but it is what it is but i do still have my cartridge in the back here the sparkly silver pokemon uh cartridge so uh yeah and i'm looking forward to talking more about what everybody's been playing because uh yeah, that's what i've got, been playing i got questions you- Oh, you do? All right, we'll get to that in a second. But Catherine, I know you've started a new game. What are you been playing? I started playing Paparazzi. Ooh! I saw the the videos. It looks awesome. (coughs) Are you all right there? Yeah, sorry. I am still dealing with a bit of a cold. Um, No problem. Yeah, no, it's pleasantly surprised me because I thought it was mostly a game about taking photos of dogs. It is, but there's like objectives and shit to do Mm. so like i was in a new area and they were like oh you know if we clean out the skate park we could reopen it so you know i had to go in and grab like pieces of garbage and throw them in a dumpster and things like that when it was clean i took a photo sent it to the dog and the dog was like rad um (laughs) and then now there's like you get feedback from the dogs like the photos you take of them yeah oh my god so So cute so now we, I have a <clears throat> a skate park full of dogs that are doing tricks and wearing like the little knee pads and helmet. It's it, <laughs> this game is stinking adorable. Um, I did, however, got 
bored of it quick. Um, okay. Just because uh, I feel like it's one of those. It did. It didn't draw me in like Unpacking did because Unpacking had a bit of a story going, I guess. Um, uh-huh. But Parazzi is very much a just kind of like run around and take photos and have fun. Um, it's very wholesome. I love it. Uh, I think I might go back to it and play like Insert Burst. Uh, it's definitely... I see who this game is for. Like it's very much twofold. Young gamers, like children, like actual factual children. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, it's so colorful, it's so fun, it's so easy. And, you know, you get the objectives to do things and make the dogs happy and post your photos on a fake social network and get, like, likes that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, or 100% a streamer-friendly game. Oh, yeah. Like, this game was made with wholesome twitch streamers in mind because i can easily see how you just walk around and you just like have the chat lose their shit when they see like a a golden retriever wearing uh a cap or a german shepherd riding a scooter or a pug doing some tricks on a a skate park yeah (laughs) I saw, uh, that's how I saw it. I saw one of my, uh, a streamer I follow that he, he played the game and yeah, 100% it's a streamer game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an indie game. Um, we got the code through uh, PR, but it is available on Game Pass and I, it's not a very expensive game. So if you guys are like, yo, I want to try this shit, like it's not, you're not going to waste your money on it per se. Mm-hmm. And even if you only play like me like a few hours... It's mm-hmm. still worth it, like, honestly. Um, and then if ever, I know it's a pandemic, but <clears throat> if ever when you're in a situation where you have, like, nieces, nephews that come over and they're like, I want to see games, like, I'm going to keep it installed my Xbox so that if my niece and nephews are there, like, I'm not going to play, like, a super violent game when they're there. Mm-hmm. I can turn this on and just kind of, like, and they just can point at the dogs and, you know, yeah. have this little moment. Um it's honestly it's really well made it it's hilarious it's funny it's wholesome but it is very much a a simple a simple game but i'm not saying that in a negative way yeah exactly there's nothing wrong with it being a simple game i think yeah yeah it's just like i don't know right now i i I guess i'm not looking for that probably because i i you know i played a lot of boyfriend dungeon and unpacking um and I was getting back into Mass Effect and really enjoying that. So I think I'm not like in a point where I was looking for a wholesome game to play. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going to let it rest for now and probably go back to it later. Mm. Uh, but it is honestly, it is what it promised and more like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's 50% taking photos of dogs and 50% like um, completing objectives to unlock shit that will let you take more photos of dogs and in that is like it's great so honestly if you have children um in your life and you want something for that or if you're a streamer and you want something fun to stream uh even if it's just like uh if you're not like a twitch streamer like uh hit that subscribe button pog champ type of person <laughs> if you're just the kind of person to like hop on discord with your friends and play games 
Like that that's a nice like game to like Friday night, what do we do? Just hop on Discord and stream some paparazzi and have some 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 yeah. drinks and some snacks and just kinda like shit mm-hmm. talk and take some photos of dogs. Like I, I see it. Are we shit talking the dogs or are we shit talking each other? Each other, not the dogs. You the would dogs never are you would never Why you would never you shit talk dogs? I just had I just had to clarify. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Just in case. Shit talk to each other about other stuff but the dogs because the dogs are always 14 out of 10. Um, (laughs) All of them. They're all good dogs, Brent. They have to be. They're good dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've I've been playing. Um, Other than that, bit of Mass Effect trying to get back to it. But it is a slow go. Cool. Allie, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, honestly, I haven't. I actually picked up Paparazzi for about five minutes uh, on my lunch break the day it came out. I haven't been able to go back to it yet. Um, but, you know, I kind of echo Kat's sentiment of it just being super cute. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't played enough to, to really get any further than that. It is adorable, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, honestly, like, I have just been playing my mainstays. Um, which is, you know, Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, like I mentioned, there's an event currently going on in uh, Elder Scrolls. So I've been kind of grinding that with my guild and just, uh, you know, spending a lot of time in game, trying to trying to collect the items from the event and uh, get a few things done. Um, on Thursday, the Elder Scrolls team actually announced what this year's uh, adventure is going to be because I've mentioned this before every year in Elder Scrolls Online we get an expansion and it's like a year-long experience where they kind of um, unlock things in uh, you know eight quarters essentially um, and so on the 27th we finally figured out where the or finally figured out we uh, they finally revealed where we'd be going next and what the story is going to be like and uh, kind of gave us a sneak peek at some of the new features coming to the game. They're actually adding a collectible card game into the game. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the which, things that I love the most about FF14 is the the card game in there. So that's really I'm awesome. Super excited as yes. someone who's not as someone who's not like super into PvP in the game or um, into like grinding end game content, um, which is really great. Uh, ESO allows players to like really play how they want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited for this edition. I think I'm going to spend a lot of time with it. Um, we're going to a completely new area. Um, the story this year is going to tackle. It's going to be like really um, like a, it's like going to be like a political thriller um, about you know the uh, the warring factions on High Isle, which is a completely new new area that's only mentioned in canon once um and i'm very i'm just very excited it was really great to to be able to watch that that stream and you know so much new stuff is coming i love that i love reveal streams oh my Mm -hmm. god dude that's why we all watch like e3 and stuff because we're like what what are they gonna reveal what is gonna be yeah what's gonna be exciting about it it's always like that yeah. yeah, and they like they they previewed like you know what you get if you pre-order and the collector's editions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, I I love they give us so much cute stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to spend my That's money. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's great, Ellie. 
Simon, how about you? Yeah. What are you playing? I've been playing Monster Train. So, uh, as you know, with my uh, Xbox Game Pass on PC woes, I was never able to actually get it to work. So I had to uh, unsub and uninstall and delete everything. And I really wanted to play uh, Slate Aspire because Slate Aspire is on Game Pass. I'm like, oh, I want to play that. But then I couldn't, so I was mad. Mm. So I went on Steam and like, hey, Steam has a big uh, big uh, lunar sale right now happening. Right. So if you're, so I'm like, oh, awesome. It's probably definitely on sale. Like it's, it's an older game. So usually that goes on sale. It was not. Not like it's super expensive. It's like. 25 bucks or something like that like three dollars maybe it's not super expensive but i'm like it's not on sale i don't like buying a game that is not on sale especially considering steam always has sale so fuck that so i decided to look at you know there's always um related games or whatever whenever mm-hmm. you've uh, whenever you're inside of steam yeah. i'm like i'll you know check out what other what other games could be out there and um one of the first recommended one was monster train and it was overwhelmingly positive uh, reviews with a lot of reviews on Steam, which is something that you don't necessarily see super often. So I was kind of very interested. And it was on sale, like 50% off or something. So I bought it. And it is a... Uh, it's very similar to Slate Aspire. So it's like a, a roguelite deck builder. And basically, uh, basically you're in a train... Um, uh, with creatures from hell trying to take back hell from heaven. <laughs> so you're in this train, and then you go like all, through all the different layers of hell, mm-hmm. and the goal is to go back down to you know the core, I guess, and kill all the enemies on the way there. And it's like it, there's seven uh, seven circles, and each of the circles is randomly generated. So you'll get buffs uh, at random. You'll get units at random. Uh, and then basically, whenever you fight, you're in this train, and there's um, four levels, and you can put uh, units on, on three of the first four levels, and the last four level is your core, and then whenever enemies, you can't kill enemies fast enough, then they get all the way to your core, and they start attacking your core, and if your core dies, well, it's game over. Uh, so yeah, it's a really, really fun game. It's interesting mechanics. What I like about it is that... It's very good at making you feel powerful. Like when it, when you start getting power ups and when you start getting combos that are pretty decent, it doesn't try to gimp you in weird ways. Like often I'll find games where you find a, a combo that's really, really strong. You'll have like kind of a drawback to it. Whereas this mm. game is really just do as much damage as you can because the bosses and enemies are just gonna tank HP, and so it you know it, it's kind of silly. You know, you start off with, uh, you know, monsters that will do 10, 15, 20 damage, and then when you get to the last one, it's like hundred thousands of damage like that you'll be doing on bosses and everything. So it's really interesting, and it's it looks it, it's really cute. Uh, the graphics are really uh, I know it's weird coming from. <laughs> Like it's it's your demons from hell trying to take back hell from the angels, but it's it's a very cute um, and well made uh, uh, art direction and yeah, just if you're a fan of of deck building roguelites, which I'm starting to think that I actually am. I played like twelve hours of this yesterday, <laughs> so it's really you cool. Like, it, Simon. <laughs> I know it's so awesome. Like I'm finding a new genre of games that I like, which is like I'm 34 and I've never really. 
understood, well, figured out that I really like those types of games. I don't know if it's because they didn't really, there wasn't really that many in the mainstream or just because I never took the time to look at it. But it's really interesting. It opens up a ton of possibilities. Like I'm going on Steam now and I type, you know, all the games related to Slate Aspire and to Monster Train and there's like tons of them. And I'm like, this is really fucking cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm discovering a genre. Isn't there one by Kit Fox that was really popular, like, um, with cultists? Is it uh, Moon something? But is what? that a card? Was that a card one? Cults. Kit Fox games. Googling things. Um, Moon Hunters? No. no but that Shrouded Isle? Shrouded no. Isle. That's the one. Oh, yeah? Apparently, it's well-received. Lovecraftian team management simulation video game. Yeah, that might not be it. It doesn't seem like it's a... Uh... Deck building. Oh, yeah, it's a card game. Uh, is it? It's not clear. The graphics are cool, though. Unclear. Uh, I, Must test. Yeah, <laughs> I I think what, what kicked it off for me was Inscription. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, the, the, the first part of inscription i because i watch a friend play it i'm like i'll i'll play it and you know it lo- i think it looks interesting and it was on sale and everyone was saying oh my god game of the year and i'm like yeah. how can how can this simple but cool looking game begin with the year and i totally get it like i totally understand how it can be now no spoilers but if you have played it you know what i mean and uh, it kind of opened up a whole new genre of, of video games i mean i'm really excited because <laughs> i don't i don't know when the last time that i really got into a genre specifically i don't know when the last time that happened so it's kind of really exciting for me so i'm, I'm looking That's forward cool. to so if you have any recommendations of uh video games that are roguelite deck builders in the slate aspire uh, monster train even if it's something a little bit different uh jump on discord and tag me in the gaming channel and Send me a link to something and I'll check it out. Awesome. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I have been and will continue to be playing Pokemon's Legend. <gasps> Guys, is it Arceus or Arceus? Because I've heard it every different way. Uh, I've always said Arceus, but now you're making me doubt. It's actually I- Arceus. Arceus? <laughs> it's Archeesus. Archeesus. Oh my god, Archeesus. Because yeah, I've been obviously like... So context around this game. I always love Pokemon. So when they announced the new open world Pokemon that was taking place as like a prequel, I was like, okay, that's all I need to know. Don't tell me anything else. I kind of went on Blackout. And now that I'm playing it, I'm starting to watch some of the the videos and stuff that people are putting out there. And everybody's saying something different. Some people are saying Pokemon Legends Arceus, and some people are saying Pokemon Legends Arceus. So I don't know. (laughs) And you know how I mispronounce things all the time. Okay, Google and that random guy on YouTube says Arceus. Arceus? Okay. All right. So I paid for this copy. Um, I didn't start until Friday at 5 p.m. after finishing work because this game actually came out at midnight, um, well, midnight EST. So folks in, uh, you know, where Ali is over on the West Coast, they got it at 9. But, like, it came out at 9 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for 
for me though, 12 p.m. to start a new Pokemon game, that, you know, like midnight, sorry, 12 a.m., I'm not doing that, right? Like I got to work the next day. And Fridays are usually really big for us because it's new music releases and all that kind mm. of stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a good girl and wait until 5 p.m. on Friday to play, <laughs> which I did. So I got in time on Friday and then I woke up at eight o'clock on Saturday morning and started playing again. <laughs> <laughs> 8 a.m. Yeah. That's early. I know. But I ended up having to go out uh, yesterday afternoon, so that's why I wanted to get time in. And then played again this morning. Whoa, look. <laughs> this game is good. And guys, oh, yeah? I am on the second, I have the second star level, and I am not out of the first area that you get in that's kind of like the tutorial-esque area where it just starts to open up. Wow. And whoa, this is different from any Pokemon I've ever played before. And wow. it is fun. Wow. Really? I yeah, honestly go ahead. I, I, go ahead. I, oh, I was I was just gonna say I looked at reviews and mm-hmm. ev- like almost unanimously everyone's saying this is surprisingly very fun. Yeah. And I'm yeah. super confused. <laughs> yeah. So Maybe, Simon, the best way to go is for you to start with your questions. Because here's the thing. I also don't want to, like, let out too much. But at the same time, I haven't played too far because I'm just so having so much fun relearning the mechanics. Yeah. And it's almost like it's taken what we love, the OG Pokemon stuff that we love, plus a bit of the wild stuff from Shield and Sword, Mm -hmm. plus some of the ideas of mechanics of Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap that had like quest things where you had to try and do specific things in order to, you know, build up your Pokedex and learn more about each Pokemon because it is a prequel. It's before everything. It's it's like the new discovery. You're one of those uh, explorers and, and, and scientists out there trying to just trying to learn more about these Pokemon. It's, it's fascinating and like so much fun. Wow. So what are your questions, Simon? Well, like what's the gameplay loop? Cause it's not clear to me exactly what you're doing in that game like it's yes i get that it's open world and yes i get that you know you you're running around catching pokemon in this breath of the wild ish looking thing but like what's the actual gameplay loop here it seems like and obviously like i said i'm still in the first area just because i'm having so much fun just you know essentially relearning how to pokemon yeah it seems like the main goal is to learn and find, you know, fill your Pokedex to start. But the storyline, too, I'm not too into yet because I'm not that far along. But, you know, okay. it is like back in olden times before they had a Pokedex before. Like your Pokedex is essentially a paper book. Okay. Except, of course, you're playing this, you know, like it's not a digital thing. There's no there's no the computer. There's no, you know, like all that kind of stuff that you're kind of used to going into a a Pokestop or Poke Center and having, you know, the, the girl with the pink weird hair, like charge yeah. up your Pokemon again. Like mm-hmm. there's none of that. You you can't think of your Pokemon along the lines of you want to set your kid a six and they will follow you and be your group, your set throughout the whole game. Cause as you're going through, you start to learn that like 
you're going to want to switch them out, not just for the purposes of like based on, you know, where you're battling and things like that or where you're where you're trying to catch Pokemon because you can't battle Pokemon as a way to help catch them. Right. Okay. You you're going to want to pick the right Pokemon for the right task. And then also, too, in order to complete your Pokedex, you are forced to do certain things with certain Pokemon. Now, okay. some of them are story beats. Some of them are just like catch so many. But it could also be like feed so many a berry or defeat so many or see a certain move a particular time also too the pokemon doesn't evolve on its own you tell it when to evolve it'll prompt you saying evolve is possible but you you say when you want that to happen which is really beneficial if you're trying to like use a particular pokemon to like get all the stuff done Uh in the pokedex Uh so they have since evolved evolved free will Pretty much, yeah. Now, I, now they don't evolve. We tell them when to evolve. We crack that whip. Um, there's also a new way to get new moves. When you learn a new move, it's not automatic. Unless you don't have the four moves filled out. Like, if you don't have them yet because you're not high enough level, it'll just amend it. But if you have four moves and you learn the fifth, it's not automatically being forced into your lineup you need to manually go in and tell it to put that move in its arsenal. And okay. the old move is never gone. You can always go and re-put it back if you decide oh, in another cool. scenario. So okay. if you're going out and you want to go and battle a certain you know mission or whatever, and you're like, oh, man, it would have been really good if my Ponita, or my Rapidash or whatever it is you have had more fire type, more fire type moves and maybe one normal move. You can go in there and set that before. And then the next time around, you're like, oh, no, I want him to have, like, one fire move and three normal moves. Well, then you can do that. You know, like, and you can switch it at any time. And also, too, to learn some of the other moves, the ones that maybe don't unlock with, like, uh, um, a level change. There's, like, a training area, and you actually pay to upgrade them with the money you've been earned by going out and researching. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's different. And... There's also like lots of collecting of items because crafting is a big part of this. There is a farm area that you unlock where you actually do some farming for items, key items that you need. Can you fish? I haven't heard of fishing yet. No. So therefore, it already gets a strike in our books because fishing is so important. (laughs) Speaking of fishing, I became a master angler in Stardew Valley the other day. Oh. Yay. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface because it was a little bit of a learning curve as I had not really watched any info about it to get in there and be like, okay, so 3d space, I see a Pokemon over there. Do I can just throw a Pokemon. I can battle it with another Pokemon. I can, you know, feed it a candy. It might run away. So I better go hide like and be sneaky in this i love being sneaky in this game and standing in the tall grass and and just you know capturing unsuspecting pokemon it's different pretty much you know it's kidnapping (laughs) let's let's not let's not not get ourselves here (laughs) i'm putting them in i'm putting them in a zoo um it is so different i wish i wish the graphics were better i wish i've only seen that first piece of terrain i feel like it's almost like ocarina of time highland valley you know like not really full i feel like this is the entry level of this like everybody keeps saying this is the breath of the wild of pokemon breath of the wild was fuller in the environment so 
I feel like this is their first huzzah into playing Pokemon and doing Pokemon a different way. Mm-hmm. I just wish See, that the environments were more rich. Right there, Leah, you kind of reached the crux of why I haven't pulled the trigger yet. You yeah. Know, my, my partner, Adam, he was kind of like, you know, he was like, oh, I don't he's like, I want it, but I don't know if I want it. And I was like, I'm apprehensive because I think this is always going to be a f- good first attempt. I, I'm with you. I think that may be it. But in doing that, it's a really fantastic first attempt so far. Mm-hmm. It's just they needed to get these mechanics figured out and like the spawning also, of the Pokemon and all of that. But like, I think maybe can, it was to the detriment of the environments. But yeah. Can I just like, I don't know if it's just me, but is Nintendo not doing themselves any favor favors with how awful promotional footage looks after it's been recorded? Oh yeah, well, you're right. That's... But it it's like there's nothing it, it there's nothing they could do with it. Like that's the way it looks, you know, know which is feels, really it, weird. It so it it just it, it feels awful because I look at it and I'm like, this does not look impressive. Yeah, but then when you see it in action, like when it's someone's like streaming it, mm-hmm. it looks better. And I'm just like, God, I wish that's what it looked like in the east, like in the east or east. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very weird going from a kind of hyper realism X Rainbow Six extraction to Pokemon. <laughs> it's weird going from Stardew Valley to Pokemon. Yeah. It's. Uh, you know, it like Stardew Valley has a beautiful aesthetic, but you know, it's kind of sparse in some things until you decide to make it more dense. Yeah. I don't know if Pokemon will ever get there, but like, like I said, I'm only in, I've played like what, five, six hours and I'm still stuck in this main one zone because I'm just having too much goddamn fun trying to figure it out. It's, it's good. Like, I, I'm looking forward to playing more. Everybody that I'm, been listening to and watching they're loving it yes there is fashion i don't know how deep it's gotten yet i definitely already (laughs) changed my hairstyle ali asking the tough questions yeah i I have i have important questions they are important (laughs) they are important but i have seen other people other streamers and youtubers with different things on and stuff i just haven't unlocked it yet because yeah you're still you're still i'm still i'm still kind of just poking around and trying to figure it all out but so far loving it uh I did attempt to do my walk on the spot workout. Can confirm it does work. I caution people because the very, obviously going from Stardew Valley, which is an isometric kind of top down view to this, where you're walking around, you do want to walk closer to the television than you need to. And you do it kind of involuntarily. And one time, I realized I had walked way too close to the TV, started back up, and tripped over the couch, and almost fell on the dog. I have a bruise. The <laughs> and then another time, I need the coffee table. So, what the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> but you're, that was my first Don't play session. VR games. God damn. <laughs> that was the first time with playing it and trying to do my, st- my, my you know, walking workout in one spot. But uh, this, today when I did it, I was fine. So, so yeah, just a little bit of a learning curve. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm stoked to play this further i can't wait yeah cool i honestly 
I, I was going to say I'm going to wait for a sale, but Nintendo just will it's never Nintendo. put that game on sale. So, you know, it's going to be $10 off in five years from now. So I uh, I had a bunch of those Nintendo points that I had to use, so I got $10 off. I guess. So it's going to cost me 90 <sighs> Canadian dollars. It cost me 80 Ameri- uh, Canadian dollars. Yeah. It's just so Worth much it, money. though. It's yeah. so cute. It's so cute. I, I mean, <laughs> this might be the game that brings me back into Pokemon. I haven't played Pokemon since the 3DS. Yeah, and no. you didn't well, that's, play... That's yeah, what I'm struggling didn't... with too, Kat, is like, I feel like I haven't had a connection to a Pokemon game since like for years now. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this is what's going to tip me over. But at the same time, I mean, it's like a, it's a pretty high barrier for entry with the price point Yeah, to not and, like it. And, you know, you have all those preconceived notions about how Pokemon games could go and kind of like the entry, the start and what to expect and all this kind of stuff. And it does none of that. <laughs> it gives you totally other things. And yeah, which it's kind of weird at first. And you're like, am I playing Pokemon? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, th- I, I think that's cool. Cause you know, Pokemon has been, you know, the same formula, same setup for the last, you know, Ooh. what, uh, ever since it, existed pretty much 20, so 25 years yeah the, the fact that they're doing a like not a, like a side game a la pokemon snap or what kind of stuff like a, a main pokemon game with a different mm. like setup is is actually very interesting it's just mm. we're i guess we're just not used to it so i don't know yeah. it's, it's interesting it's almost too bad that they don't have like a little mini demo of it i feel like that if people could play like the first hour hour and a half or something Maybe. as a demo yeah. Just to see, I feel like they would a lot more people jumping on. Not to say there's not already shit tons of people jumping on, because I feel like uh-huh. my entire Twitter t- timeline right now is people playing this game. Yeah. And, yeah, but I do think that people would be ragging on the graphics a lot more. Though people are ragging on the graphics, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're not great. But it's a lot of fun, and I'm enjoying it. And in the end, I can graphic gameplay always gets me before graphics. You can have gorgeous graphics, your gameplay is shit, and I'm out. Right? Yeah, but like the like barely thirty FPS. It's just yeah, it, it's kind of. I get uh, it. I get it. Like, I totally can, get it. And I, I again, that's like a rant that I've been on, but. How can you make a game like Dragon Quest Builders, like Breath of the Wild, like like all those beautiful open world games on on the Switch? And then this looks like this. Like I it, I don't understand why they're not putting their best people on Pokemon. And maybe because they know that whatever they come up with, it'll sell millions of copies and they'll make bank, but I wonder if it was a limitation that they kind of imposed on themselves with the fact that now there's like you know more than one version of the switch maybe and they didn't want to ice out those of us that have the older switch but the switch lights as the same model than the regular switch it's just that the you know it's the same hardware uh well you know not don't don't they have that don't they have that super switch now it's it's it it just changes the screen it just changes the screen it's an oled version oh well then never mind forget my it's not not processing (laughs) yeah it's it's a weird one i'm wondering if they started doing stuff and they realized that it was just too hard with the technology that's inside the switch right now like pokemon New Pokemon Snap looks beautiful, but it's on rails, and they don't really need to 
think yeah, but about Breath of the Wild. Things I like, I I know, but like Wild. maybe it's because they weren't used to doing 3D games. I don't know. I don't want to make excuses for it. It's just it I, is I, what it is, and it's sad that it's not as pretty as some of those other games. But like the mechanics your, make up it's for your it. Most selling franchise. I know. But, I know. Ugh, anyways, but yeah, yeah. I. Yes, I'm interested, but the price of entry is just a little bit too steep for me. So, yeah, I yeah. I hope it sells well, and I hope that they make more games like this. Like, I think that this like it's almost like a test to see if the market is up for those types of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. But I don't for for that amount of money, I don't think I'm gonna buy it. It's a little bit yeah. too expensive. Yeah, Adam ended up going with. Um, Monster Hunter that just came out on PC. Yeah, instead. Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm eventually gonna get it on sale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you folks ready to talk about some news? Yeah. yeah, let's go. All right, we're back. It's time to talk about some news. And Catherine, what you have to chat about is something we've been doing for quite a while now. Yeah, so a report on GameIndustry.biz says that old games, FIFA, and Switch games dominated Europe in 2021. Um, And a lot of it has to do with the fact that PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S are hard to come by. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of us kind of like saw the pandemic as a way to go through our backlog since we're stuck at home, working at home and all that stuff. Um... And honestly, uh, the top five games that were sold in 2021 in Europe, at number one, you have FIFA 22. At number two, you have Grand Theft Auto 5. Number three, you have FIFA 21. People that didn't update, like Simon in NHL, he always waits. <laughs> number four There's no is- reason to update, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> number four is Call of Duty Vanguard. And number five is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And if you keep like going down that list, there's like Red Dead Redemption 2, Super Mario 3D World, Call of Duty Black Ops, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Spider-Man, Animal Crossing. Um, there's a bit of new releases peppered throughout, but it is a lot, a lot of like either um, old favorites or people just playing the online modes. Like in there, there's also Minecraft, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, and honestly, I thought it was fascinating because, like, I I was talking to a colleague about how we're just, like, backlog gaming. Like, he was saying that he recently went through, during 2021, he played every Yakuza game available to him. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of Yakuza. There's a lot of those. And they're, and they're beefy games. They, they're oh, beefy. yeah. They ain't small, man. Yeah. I bought Yakuza Zero, so we'll see if, if this is any good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I I just thought it was interesting how um, people are sticking to either old favorites, um, comfort games, or backlog gaming. Um, and a lot of it is probably driven by, um, you know, the, the console availability. Because, like, some of the mm-hmm. new re- releases peppered through that, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, is available on previous generations. Yeah, one that's interesting here is a number 10, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That is the game that came out on PS5 at release. And my thinking is it's number 10 because people actually started getting their hands on 
PS5s over the course of the year and pick that up because it is one of the most spectacular looking superhero games that yeah. you can play. But wasn't it available for PlayStation 4 as well? It It is, but I have a feeling that it's one of those ones that people really wanted to push more. And it came out with uh, late the end of the year, they did a, the PS5 upgrade for the original Spider-Man that everybody was raving about a few years ago. So I have a feeling that people just got on a on a kick there to play that but it's one of those ones that like yeah you can play it on ps4 but i think a lot of people played it on ps5 i'm gonna double check that it was on ps4 and let me just see uh, i remember miles morales yeah 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 it was on ps4 it was on ps4 was. yeah yeah because yeah. it's the oh maybe not no playstation I'm... 4 playstation 5 yeah okay. i just have a feeling like if you pick that up like if you if you manage to get your hands on a PS5, that's one of the games you gotta play on PS5. And like some of some of these games, like let's say like I know for like uh, Far Cry Six and Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I work at UB. Uh, <clears throat> if you got those games, like let's say on uh, Xbox, mm. they had the smart delivery system. So even if you like bought it and you started playing on your Xbox One and eventually got an Xbox Series X. Yeah. You didn't have to rebuy the game, contrary to Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's true, it's true. Yeah. So it's I, very interesting to kind of see kind of like the old favorites pop up all the time. A few older ones kind of coming through. Because we did have a lot of de- delays and stuff, too. So we, we were waiting on things. Yeah. yeah. And, and like Super Mario 3D World is an old game that was brought to the Switch. But it mm. was a very... It, excellent game by the way but it was on the wii u which was a shit console so i feel like them bringing that come on it had a wonderful emulator on it to play all their games (laughs) yeah i mean that's how i played uh was a super mario rpg which is on the tablet of that thing yeah um it was basically i got a wii u and i played more wii games than wii u games yeah exactly no figure yeah but they didn't put out very many wii u games yeah shut the door on that real quick yeah so i i'm just really like uh surprised by just how basically like yeah it's mario kart 8 deluxe and um super mario 3d world that are the top two switch games in this Mm. list and Mm. they're basically wii u games that they brought to the switch so that people could enjoy them on a proper console that actually worked Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure like like Grand Theft Auto is there because of online. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And FIFA is just like it's FIFA. It's always And Call It Call of Duty was the biggest selling game of the year. So like and it always is. So like it's going to be there no matter what. FIFA is always going to be huge in Europe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's going to mm-hmm. show up. There's certain things that are staples that like but- they're never going to get knocked out of this list. What's interesting to see is stuff like um Animal Crossing New Horizons coming back into the list again. We thought 2020 was the year of Animal Crossing. 2021 was too, you know? So. And honestly, it makes sense because people, it's it's a rough, you know, time in the world in general right now. And I think people Mm want to have comfort in in what they can find. So it makes sense that they would be playing games that makes them feel happy and that they know and that it didn't necessarily have to you know, learn a whole new system to play a game that they're really into. So it makes a lot of sense that these types of games are on the top right now. True, true. Simon, so oh my God, let me try that again. Smemon? Smemon? My name is Smemon. Yes, Smemon. Yes, Lola. 
What can Simon, I do for you? Okay. Simon, <laughs> bring us through this announcement of the new Star yeah. Wars games. Yeah. So EA slash Respawn decided that they were working on not one, not two, but three new Star Wars games. Um, so it's very interesting. So they're working on a new Star Wars Jedi, uh, the franchise. So they're... Uh, we're, so I guess the the follow up to Jedi Fallen Order, they haven't confirmed that it would be a sequel to Fallen Order. They just said that it would be another game set in that franchise. So we'll have to see what uh, what that's going to be announced. Uh, they've also announced a new Star Wars FPS uh, after the little bit weird uh, setup that was Battlefront Two. Uh, they they had they got a little bit of a redemption story, especially when it became. Um, uh, not free to play, but I think they had like a free weekend. I think a lot of people jumped on on the bandwagon to try it out, and it seemed pretty fun. So we'll have to see if uh, if they're a little bit less predatory with that new uh, uh, game. And they're also releasing a new strategy game with uh, a, ca- a collaboration between Re- Respawn and Bit Reactor. And I didn't know what Bit Reactor was. Turns out it's a new studios formed by uh, older XCOM lead developers and creative people. Ooh. So we're looking at possibly a XCOM-like sort of game, but in the Star Wars universe. And if you're I a fan of strategy game, I think XCOM is probably one of the most popular and beloved franchise. So that's interesting. There's some. Uh, there's definitely going to be some uh, some some interesting games coming out uh, in the next uh, the next couple years from mm. from Respawn and EA. Hopefully, not too predatory. <laughs> <laughs> These, or this announcement, is a pretty big announcement. I was surprised that it In was a just blog like, post. here's a blog post <laughs> and a tweet saying go to the blog post. Well, just like Blizzard, they announced that they're working on a new survival game. Mm. And they just yes. announced it in the fucking blog post. <laughs> so, it's, I don't know, it's like the new way of doing things now. You're just putting big announcement of new games in a blog post. Maybe, again, they want to temper expectations in the sense that we've been disappointed so much over the last year with Blizzard and and EA. Mm. I don't think it's so much tempering expectations as it is setting expectations for timelines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Saying we're working on it, but like don't expect anything for the next two, three years. Yeah, I could definitely see developers doing that instead. Also saying we're working on something new, please apply because half yes. the company quit over labor disputes. Yeah, that's yeah. also something they're, they have to it. they have to say the games that they're working on in order to go and and do uh, have new do people their, come in. That, yeah, exactly. That, do their hiring. Yeah, that's what Massive did in Sweden, uh, the Ubisoft studio. They were like, yeah, we're still working on uh, the Avatar game, but we also secured this deal for a Star Wars games, and they were like, we're looking for people to work on the Star Wars games. And yeah. that's a lot of also what. Um, respawn has been is doing that probably because uh what's the uh quanting dream in montreal that's also announced they might be working on a star wars thing and you know like they basically studios need to be like yeah we still have fun projects Mm -hmm. so please uh apply to work with us yeah i I see it twofold like just yeah i understand too why activision doesn't want to make a big hoopla about this i'm wondering if not just that for ea for announcement for roles and stuff i think they also need to put their stake in the ground too because 
they have a contract that's a certain timeline. And I think what I was hearing from some other podcasts and stuff is maybe they're getting really close to the end of that 10 year contract. So they have to have certain games, even though maybe they don't come out within the 10 years that they are mentioned and announced so that it counts towards. So yeah, maybe it's a little bit of that. It just seems weird that considering how big of a deal and how well Jedi Fallen Order did that they didn't leave this to a bigger announcement. But I think everybody kind of had a feeling that they were already working on something. So yeah, because so like they, yeah. they said they were surprised of how much Fallen Order you know sold and was critically acclaimed as being a great game because it's single player, no microtransactions, no mm. no games as service thing. And they were like, okay, well then if there's a market for that, let's make more games. So I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, that's cool. Well, we'll have to wait and see more on that. Maybe during the time frame that is usually E3, we'll hear more <laughs> about this. I say that because I don't even know if there Who is knows? an E3. I don't know. Because they said know. it might be digital, and then I heard rumors there's no E3 at all. So I don't know what the heck is going on there. But maybe around that summer, that June time frame, we'll see something. Because yeah. EA always do does EA play. And then we also get like... Maybe something on May the 4th. Or maybe it could be something at one of those D3 activations or whatever that they do. You know? So, yeah. we shall see. But speaking of things that people are going to see in the real world real quick is the Steam Deck. Yeah. Simon, tell us more. Real quick, yeah. I just wanted to uh, to say, because you know, Steam Deck was part of, part of my uh, one of my surprises announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, next item kings about 2021. So, it's coming out officially on February 25th. Um, good luck trying to get your hands on one of those. It's going to be impossible. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you can reserve. Actually, I, th- I think you can actually just like kind of like reserve a chance to buy one eventually. And it's like $5. So it's not too bad. But $5 Canadian. So it's probably like $2.99 US. I'm like $3.99 US. But yeah, if, if, you're, if you're looking forward to the Steam Deck, it's going to be coming out. Uh, if you already pre-ordered one, it's coming out pretty soon. So I'm excited to see people getting their hands on it. Uh, we already had some, some media previews and it looked very promising. So Yeah, what, is, what have the media previews been? I've been kind of really removed from that. but Very have, good. Uh... Very good and very surprising. Um, you know, tr- trusted media outlets for me, you know, uh, Linus... Um, specifically one of them uh, who who opened it up, played with it, and everyone's saying it's very, very awesome. They did a really good job at, at making everything portable, of course. It's... And so does that, okay, so that just means that your Steam library would become uh, available n- via handheld? Not the whole thing. Like, games have to be, you know, controller supported. So if you're playing a game that doesn't work with controllers, I don't think it would be, po- it would be possible. Okay, I gotcha. Um, but uh, maybe eventually they'll put out like a like a docking station. You could just like plug in to a, uh, a, P, uh, a PC or something, not a PC, but a TV or something. And then you'll be able to, to play games on that. I don't know. But for now, um, yeah, it's extremely, extremely uh, well made, well designed. And uh, yeah, people are impressed with it. So I'm, I'm not sure about the size uh, you know, because it's pretty beefy, but it's it, it looks a little bit like um, like in terms of triggers and stuff. It's a little bit similar to the the, the Xbox Pro controller, like with the triggers, the two on top and like uh, behind the uh, the controller as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the paddles, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, design wise, it looks really good. 
and apparently it performs really really well for what it is and for the price point again apparently not that over expensive considering you can play like a vast majority of the steam games you have in your uh, in your console what's the in, price in point um i have it in canadian but like the base model is uh, 4.99 canadian interesting so i don't know how, how it is for us but like the base model you have um 64 gigs of internal uh hardware yeah and it's and it's like a uh it's it's almost like an sd card i want to say um but like if, uh, if you pay a little extra um that's 659 you'll have a 256 gig ssd nvme ssd which is much faster uh, also carrying case and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh and then if you pay 819 dollars canadian you have a 512 gig ssd um anti-glare glass and virtual keyboard theme carrying case kind of little things that are pretty useless okay. but only for the base price i don't even know if you can put in st if you can like upgrade the um oh no i'm i lied there is a dock too uh, it's yeah they they I, i'm just reading it. i remember that they announced it but it's not out yet that's why i thought yeah uh, okay uh, it's not coming out but yeah the dock will have um ethernet port uh hdmi display port and then three usb ports so you can plug in um keyboard mouse and things so you can just kind of plug in your steam deck on your tv and play games on it so i'm very curious i'm probably not ever gonna buy one of these because it's a lot of money um but i'm happy that steam hasn't given up on hardware after vr and it's pretty cool that they're doing this so yeah i have to admit i am kind of sorry leah i have to admit i am kind of curious like as someone who you know i have an interest in pc gaming Uh um it's pretty limited to like a few titles but I am also, I'm not a fan of gaming sitting at a computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is kind of like, I don't, like, I mean, the price point is obviously a huge detractor, yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, that's, that's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'd almost, I'd almost wish they'd have, like, rental models so I could see if it fits Try my it lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, it sounds kind of strange, but, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on this. And I, I really hadn't, like I said, I hadn't given it much thought, but... I'm a little curious. It's yeah, and the 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 you know the hardware that they chose is proven, you know, the working properly hardware. They're using the AMD uh, um, GPU and APU, which is kind of like a um, a combined video card and, and GPU in the same thing. And um, they've been, you know, AMD's been really great with making these types of uh, these type that that type of hardware. So I'm really glad that Steam. Uh, well, yeah, the Steam Valves that decided to go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks. Uh, everyone's saying it feels premium. It it's very well built. It's well constructed. It's not flimsy at all. Um, and which is often the case with those types of of, mm-hmm. of, of devices. Um, so yeah, interesting. Eventually, maybe it, whenever supply chain issues are <laughs> resolved, then they can yeah. put some things on sale at some point. Cause we all know that this will never be on sale for the yeah. next five years. So yeah. here's the next model comes out. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Here's the PSA for anybody who has pre-ordered one already of February 25th. And I'm reading this straight off the blog post on the steam page. 
We will be sending out the first batch of order emails to reserved uh, reservation holders. Customers will have three days, aka 72 hours, from receipt of the order email to make their purchase before their reservation is released to the next person mm-hmm. in the queue. The first units will be on their way to customers starting the 28th, and we plan to release a new order email batches on a weekly cadence. So if you already have an order out there, you put down your five bucks and they said it was good, keep an eye out on your email. Email. Oh, because yeah. if you miss it with that 72 hour window you're not going to be getting one of these bad boys you boned yeah that's good so enough. eloquent mm-hmm. i think that closes out this episode of the podcast as always yeah. i like to invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca Catherine does a fantastic job putting together the links so that everybody can check out all the articles we spoke about on this episode I also would like to encourage you that if you have the power to rate and review this podcast on the podcast platform where you are listening to it, please do so. Why? It helps with discoverability and moving us up in the ranks of the video game podcasts so that people can come find us and hang out and talk video games with us. And now it's that time of the week where I give everybody the chance to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them online. Catherine, where can people find you? I am C-S-D-E-S-B-I-N-S, C-S-D-B-I-N-S on Twitter and Instagram, but I mostly hang out in the Girls on Games Discord, to be honest. (laughs) And Allie, you won't be gone too far, but where can people find you to chat with you about video games while you're not talking on the podcast? I am 8BitBlonde everywhere on the internet, including Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Xbox Live. Simon, what cute, fuzzy creature or awesome human are we following today? Hi. Um, One of my favorite streamers, actually, that I realize I never really gave a shout out. Um, So Barry is streaming on Twitch. Uh, So that is his Twitch channel. Or Barry was streaming on YouTube. That is his (laughs) VOD channel. And uh, for those who know Game Grumps, he used to be the editor of Game Grumps. And he left, I think it was like a couple years ago, four or five years ago. And um, he's been doing his his, his own thing ever since. And it's the most wholesome, cute... uh, I don't want to say PG because there's sometimes, you know, <laughs> not PG stuff happening, but it's very wholesome, very positive, very awesome community. Uh, everyone's really nice. And he, he's just, uh, you know, he plays a lot of different types of games. I've been watching his uh, Metal Gear Solid playthrough. He's going to play them all. Um, but he plays like Mario. He plays Zelda. He plays a lot of very different games and he has a very cute little community. And it's just very wholesome relaxing content that i watch when i have anxiety and it helps me a lot so barry is streaming on twitch and barry was streaming on youtube nice thanks simon great username sorry i know right i (laughs) I love it the the current tense and the past tense is just perfect Perfect. i know i love it (laughs) fantastic and I am Leah Jewer on most social media platforms, but of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games, you can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games, no thought in there on Instagram. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. But of course, if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Allie, for everything. Yes. The door is Allie. always open. We will miss hearing your voice Allie, every my week. God. Eight 
I will eight still years? be bothering you. Good. Eight years. Eight years. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, just I keep mean, rubbing that in, Simon. Eight years. No, but eight it's years. it's crazy. Like I remember the first time I I, met, I think the first time I met you was at Comic Con. And probably That would make sense. Yeah. That I think would make a lot sense. of people were the first time I remember saying how I remember thinking, Wow, she's so cool. <laughs> Because you had like gamer shoes and 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 gamer uh, like t-shirt, and I was kind of really getting into that scene a little bit more. And I remember, I remember thinking, "Wow, she's gamer so awesome. shoes." But I will take your word. For Maybe it, it wasn't. Game- <laughs> Didn't you have like Converse or something? That were shoes. Those are gamer shoes. <laughs> no, but like they were like Nintendo or something. I don't remember. No, Whatever. that that might have been someone else. But uh, Maybe. No, but it's, to it's me, been it's all, you. It's been- <laughs> It's been a crazy ride and, yeah. you know, I can't understate how much um, being part of this team and having this podcast um, has helped, honestly, yeah. open so many doors. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if there's if there's folks listening who don't know where to start to get their foot in the door, mm-hmm. um, passion projects are a great way to do that. Yeah. Um, and just you just got to find a group of people as awesome as the folks that I've <laughs> been lucky enough to work with for all these years <laughs> and, hey we, uh, we 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 were lucky to have you with us as well you know it's, mm-hmm. it's been don't it's make been me a, cry it's, it's not been, even noon i can't it's cry been, before noon <laughs> <laughs> it's been a privilege and you know you know we're talking as if you know you're you're leaving or something you're not leaving you know we, we know you're still going to be there and you're still going to be around but it's you know it, it's 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 not just it's not going to be the same you know what i mean it's you know right. Ali's not going to be there, but I, th- I think we're still going to have fun, and we still want to have you around, and we hope that you're going to stay in the Discord with us and chat with us a little bit. And whenever a new Fallout game comes out that you can talk about, you can come <laughs> uh, be super happy be and excited here. about it. Yeah. Oh, and I, Mr. I Salt, we need you for the game night episodes. Like, exactly. you don't understand, oh lord, because <laughs> I'm gonna make. You said that you, you I'm going to make games that are, are recent and you can answer questions. So it's going to happen. You need I to promise. be there for game nights at least. <laughs> I promise I will be back. Okay. Right. Awesome. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for being with us all. for all this time. I love you all and thank you to every single person who has ever listened and put yeah. up with me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this show is over. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.